This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The level of inflation has apparently not slowed down yet, and maybe that is the key ingredient now, yet. What does it all mean for the economy, the Fed, and more? Pleasure to be joined by Nick Rusinoff, who's a finance professor at the Wharton School. Nick, great to talk to you again. Hi, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And so let me just get first your overall read on the CPI report this morning, which uh, you know showed the year-over-year number above 9%. Right. So it came higher than expected. And uh, uh, even uh, the the Wall Street uh, Wall Street analysts who expected higher numbers in uh, in June than what we saw in May uh, were surprised, and and many people, myself included, kind of expected that we would see inflation start moderating. But apparently, that's not uh, uh, that's not happening yet. Uh, I I still think that these are probably as high uh, numbers as we're going to see. But you know, there's going to be quite a bit of. Uh, ups and downs, I think, before we, st- we start seeing uh, um, a-, a meaningful uh, a slowdown in inflation as a result of presumably Fed's uh, uh, hawkish uh, actions uh, vis-a-vis you know, the Fed funds rate. Uh, and so so what, what elements are out there then ha- that have you believing that maybe we're getting to the peak now? Well, I, I think we've seen signs that the economy is slowing down a bit. And to the extent that uh, the demand pressures are contributing to inflation, the, the slowdown, if, if and when it comes, uh, will take off of the, the, those demand pressures. Now, it's not all demand, and we've had a lot of talk about supply chain issues, and I think that's been an important driver on the supply side uh, of prices. And, of course, you know, energy and food that have been driving uh, the bulk of the increases, energy alone, has been like 50 percent of the uh, of, of, of these high inflation numbers uh, going to be attributed to, uh, and that's that's of course driven by all sorts of things, including of course the war in Ukraine um, and the uncertainty about how much demand has come comes from China. Again, they have new lockdowns that that actually is slowing down uh, oil uh, energy price rises. Oil is actually down so, from the heights of uh, early June, so. I think that will um, help, again, uh, moderate uh, on the supply side also uh, this rise in prices. But, again, there is uncertainty about food. Uh, There is uncertainty about energy, uncertainty generally about what happens with the the U.S. economy. We've seen signs that hiring is slowing down a bit in the the tech sector in particular. We saw some of the big firms in, in, in June announce that they're uh, curtailing their their hiring, perhaps because of the stock market pullback, um, and I think as more people start worrying about is there going to be a recession, it doesn't mean a recession will come, but the slowdown will take off at least the demand pressures on prices. Yeah, because inside those numbers you mentioned about food and energy, but you strip that out, you're still looking at an inflation level at around six percent at this point, and so that means there's still a lot of elements in the economy that that are are dealing with these inflationary pressures right now. Absolutely. So I think this is what perhaps worries me most is that the core uh, reading has remained high and actually ticked up since um, since uh, since the previous report in May. Uh, so that's definitely the part that 
um, well, is much more sticky, right? The energy and food prices, they kind of go up and down a lot. Uh, and the core, by its very nature, everything excluding food and energy is much more um, sticky and persistent. And so these prices are not going to re- kind of revert back. Uh, so all we can hope for is that the, the rates of the, the rates of increases will uh, will, will slow down. Um, a big contributor to core was the shelter, which again maybe not too surprising that uh, that you know June in particular and you know, I think July also will see uh, sort of you know rents being uh, being reset. Right, a lot of the the home purchase activity has been happening in the spring and early summer. So uh, some of these prices kind of as they make it into uh, the BLS, uh, you know, calculations. Um, they will. That, that's when kind of most of the adjustment happens. So perhaps that's not, um, you know, as surprising. And in the end, you know, on the year-on-year basis, uh, the, the shelter prices come in about you know, just under six percent increase, which is in line with the rest of the uh, with the rest of the core. Um, but again, where you know, where that's going, where that's going from here, as we see more mortgage rates rising. Uh, I think house prices will cool off as well, and I think the shelter, uh, the shelter prices will therefore will also not probably see as as much of an increase going forward. Um, but still, you know, these are you know these, these numbers are unusual. We haven't seen anything like this since uh, since the early 80s. So then, this throws a lot back into the lap of the Federal Reserve as we move forward. You got uh, a rate increase expected here uh, in the next few days. Then September would be the next one, and I guess 75 basis points is probably still the estimate at this moment. Uh, but I, I wonder if the idea of 100 basis points of a, of a full point increase at least has to be in the thought process of uh, Fed leadership at this point. I, I think it's definitely uh, on the table. I don't think it's. I don't think it's likely. But if we continue seeing these above. Uh, expectation prints uh, over the summer um, cannot be cannot be ruled out. Again, the the core numbers I think is what the Fed rightly is most concerned about. And uh, historically, we've seen after high core inflation, we have seen economic slowdowns, whether whether they're kind of caused by uh, the Fed hiking rates or by kind of consumers pulling back. Both of those things will probably happening, and depending on how much of the latter. We see over the summer the Fed might be more or less aggressive. So I think if the Fed sees uh, uh, kind of the, the the pullback on the consumer side, they might decide that they don't need to be too aggressive. But if they if they see kind of consumer demand stays you know, staying strong, hiring staying strong, um, it's quite possible that they'll be more aggressive. Let me get your thoughts on, on recession right now and where you think we are in this process. I, I've heard some analysts saying in the last couple of weeks that maybe we're already in one, I guess kind of off of the expectation that GDP in the second quarter is expected to be in the negative. Right. So we've seen this really weird uh, disconnect between output and um, and the labor market, right? So, yes, GDP seems to be uh, not growing, uh, and yet hiring has been strong. And this is, I think, stumping um, a lot of people. Um, and, and it sort of Begs the question: What do we mean by a recession? Right? Do we do we do we mean a recession to be kind of a shrinking of GDP, um, or or do we think of a recession as a time of you know rising unemployment? Um, and I don't know if the, if the Fed governors between themselves agree 
what is the what is the kind of the right uh, the right metric and their 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 goal is uh, full employment as well as stable prices, right? So now as they're yeah. trying to stabilize prices as long as they don't uh, they, they they don't hurt uh, the labor market too much, they might continue continue going even if that leads to uh, you know, shrinking some shrinking of uh, of, of output. Um, again, this is a weird, kind of unusual situation, and, and I think the, you know, the, the prices of imports versus exports and things like that are, are playing in a little bit into the into how the, the GDP numbers are coming in. But as I said before, uh, when we see core inflation running hot uh, and economic slowdown in real terms, we kind of reduction in real uh, real output, uh, real consumption, um, and corporate payouts, by the way. Um, generally follows. So whether or not we see a full-blown recession and whether or not we see unemployment spiking, which, again, I don't find likely, uh, Mm -hmm. we will see some uh, pullback uh, and slowdown of real activity. Is there anything that, from a a policy standpoint that could be done from Washington's side uh, to try and uh, give give an assist at this point? Well, there's not, you know, that much, I, I suppose, one can do in the short term. And again, inflation uh, forces are, are such that uh, you can't uh, uh, you can't you know control them too 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 much from the top. And even the Fed, with the tools that it has, as you can see, is uh, is having trouble. Um, I think you know in the in the oil and uh, sector and uh, generally energy sector and uh, and uh, food markets to the extent that. Um, they can be sort of freed up and, and, and let producers sort of do what they can and invest. Um, it might help, but these are not short-term things. So, right. um, so we don't quite, we don't quite, uh, we don't quite. You know, I don't think there's any advice that I can give that's uh, very effective. Nick, pleasure to have you joining us. Nick Rusinov, finance professor at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.